Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Gentlemen, this is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? What's up? I'm Cam Rogers. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. As always, be sure to hit us up on social media. I am on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. You can follow Bridget on both of those platforms at Bridget K. Waylon, quite a show, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of golf news has happened within the last eight days or so. I will be honest with you guys. We got off our last pod. I looked at my phone. I saw the Tiger news. I hopped back on, did a little two minutes for you guys just to give you an update on what the heck is happening, and then let the rest of the news sort of just ride out. So now that we have really digested everything, Bridget and I will talk about the Tiger Woods situation and what the future holds for him. But let me first say we are very thankful that he is okay. He's going through the rehab process and hopefully he gets back on the golf course. Of course, we'll talk about this week as well. The Arnold Palmer Invitational, always a fun tournament. Bridget will be there this weekend. So we'll talk about our picks for that event. Before all of that, of course, a shout out to Bet Online. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports, along with PGA Tour, is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino as well. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's talk about what transpired a week ago. Obviously, we don't need to rehash on the reporting details and what have you, but Bridget, we can kind of sort of decompress everything here, if you will, and really just talk about the surrealness of it all. So I guess I'll just hand it to you real quick here. Give me your initial thoughts. How did you find out? I think you actually found out from me, but give me your original initial reactions here. Yeah, I found out from you and work. I was a little behind, but they had notified me um, while I think we were talking. Um, so kind of found out like all at once. And I, I think that's how the news trickled out. It was kind of like that 2 p.m., 3 p.m. rush of we just sort of all got the news. Um, my initial reaction was gosh, I hope that he's alive and that I hope he's okay. Because I feel like in the in the initial stages, it was very unknown as what the state of Tiger is. It was just sort of like he had this gnarly crash at 7, 12 a.m. Um, in California. So my heart dropped. I feel like that when I used to work at Golf Channel, um, there was always a little bit of, I don't know how to put this, but 
you were always kind of prepared for news like this. And when anyone would would bring Tiger's name into the mix, like randomly, you're just the hairs on your back would stand up and your ears would perk up because you just would think it would be bad. Now, keep in mind, I was there 2015 to, you know, when he really wasn't playing. And then obviously I was there when the DUI incident happened back in 2017. So it was almost like when you heard his name prior to this, like comeback winning at the tour championship and, and winning the green jacket again, which now not so much. I don't get that way until kind of had flashbacks last Tuesday um, to that time. It was just like, when you heard his name, you were like, Oh gosh, what now? Like what happened? And that that's kind of sad that that's, um, that's kind of my, that's my reaction really to when I hear him and it's not his name and and there's no golf going on on a Tuesday. Mm. So you're like, why am I hearing his name? So it was flashbacks to uh, a few years ago. And then obviously flashbacks to quite a long time ago when the Thanksgiving incident happened. I just don't want to hear his name, period, unless it's during a Thursday through Sunday time frame, and he's in the mix. To yeah, win. not a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. No, I don't want to hear his name on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I'm good. I, I, uh, I'm really grateful. I'm really thankful that he's alive for his kids. It I, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to any of his fans. It's for his family. I'm, I'm really happy that the accident wasn't more serious. Um, I do think that this injury is going to present a lot of difficulties in getting back to competitive golf, and uh, not just because he was recovering from his fifth back surgery. I just think it, his body is just at a point where I don't know how apt it is to heal back to like its past self. I just think he had such a violent swing back in the day. And I know he's sort of remade his swing over and over time again, but I just think the violence of, of his game did a number on his body, obviously his knee, his back, whatever you want to say. So I get a little nervous about his recovery. Um, the one thing that I think the overarching thing, and, and I just have to say it, I am so glad that this was purely an accident And I know that the Los Angeles County Sheriff Department, they did not draw blood. They did not see a reason to draw blood. I hated that that type of conversation was brought into the mix. Obviously, you can't ignore past precedent, but I'm just so grateful that he's alive. And and that may sound dramatic, but it's really not. If you saw the state of his car and the... um, And a year removed from Kobe Bryant, by the way. Absolutely. And just... Kobe's a perfect example of the fleetingness of life. Uh, like no one's invincible. We, you and I think Tiger's Superman. He's not. Um, and this just goes to show you that you really have to be grateful uh, for, for every day you get. And I'm grateful that we get more days with Tiger on this earth. Yeah, I think that a lot of thoughts were just flowing when the news broke. And all you can do is really just stare at the TV and stare and stare and hope for more details. And we were sort of left wondering until that first press conference, right? Where we sort of got some details. It was good to hear that he was lucid at the incident and he was able to sort of answer questions and what have you. But it's going to be an uphill climb, obviously. We know that 
The last thing on his mind is probably golf. The first thing on his mind is his kids and probably his girlfriend too. And being able to just do the mundane things in life, pick things up off the floor, whatever, right? Play with his kids, not golf. So I think that was really just a jarring few hours. And honestly, it like emotionally affected me. Like I was distracted the rest of the day. Couldn't really do a lot of work, to be honest with you. So hopefully Braun isn't listening. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think it was just, just surreal. I mean, when you see his name in a car crash, it's like, what? Actually, no. I mean, this must be a mistake. Bridget, I want to have a separate conversation with you because here we go again. A lesson in journalism, folks. It doesn't really matter if you're first, if you get it wrong. And TMZ coming in hot with the anonymous sourcing saying that the jaws of life were used to remove Tiger Woods from the car. And that was like the buzz phrase, Bridget, throughout like all of the media coverage up until that press conference was like, oh my God, the jaws of life were used. And I admit it, I said that phrase as a follow-up because I was going off of TMZ and typically they're actually right. But in this instance, they weren't. And so that's a lesson too of like, guys, let's just relax. I know we need to push out content. We need to talk about things. We got to fill airtime. I understand that. But like, don't go as far as to say the minute details that could be wrong. The thing is like the jaws of life, it sounds so dramatic and like, oh my gosh, does that mean like a giant shark was brought to bring them out? (laughs) It's a tiny tool and it just releases pressure. So like, yeah, it was wrong, but like in, in life circumstance, that just means that crushing of metal happened and, and they need to extract it to get the human out. So that was a little unfortunate. It, It dramatizes it, but tools were used to get him out you saw the state of that car it was gnarly and i know that the car is not released to the public i think till next year so it's like a very top or maybe later this year it's like a very top of the line car and luckily i i really think that it saved his life i think that the cabin that he was basically sitting in was like not damaged at all it was pretty much just the front of the vehicle so that's just astounding and, and again, very grateful. So he remains hospitalized in Southern California. We don't really know when he's going to be released, and we don't really care. We focus on him getting better and all of that. But, uh, look, I think, you know, it's a dangerous path to go down the theory route, but I will just say the data sort of supports that he just simply fell asleep at the wheel, Bridget. I'm just going to have to say that out there. I mean, think about all the pressure of hosting a tournament, right? And running around with David Spade and Dwayne Wade and doing all these playing lessons and then reportedly going to another playing lesson with Justin Herbert and Drew Brees that he was apparently late to and call it caused the car crash. But, you know, I mean, it's just a guess at the end of the day, but I think that's really what it could be. Simple as that. Just too fatigued, falls asleep, wakes up, and then realizes he's about to crash and then slams on the brakes. And so that's the only thing I can really think of aside from like getting distracted with your phone or something. Yeah. And the thing is there were no skid marks. So I'm not even sure that the brakes were slammed on. And I think Him being relaxed, I agree. I think that he simply fell asleep at the wheel. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who are like, yeah, okay, fell asleep. But honestly, just like you said, he's recovering from surgery. 
He's definitely probably on some sort of muscle relaxant that that shouldn't really inhibit you from driving. Um, I don't think that he's like prescribed so much medication during this recovery that it would impede anything of that nature. And that's obviously why I think that the sheriff's department isn't going to get any sort of toxicology. Well, they didn't, but I think that the reasoning behind that is, as you said, he was lucid. So for me, I think that it's as simple as that. Like he fell asleep at the wheel and being in that relaxed state actually really does bode better for you when you crash. Um, it's been proven time and time again in drunk driving incidents that the person who was intoxicated tends to survive because they don't tense up um, at impact as much as you would like if you were coherent. So I really think it was a case of early morning call time. Who knows what time he woke up that morning? We all know Tiger wakes up at crazy hours. Maybe he worked out that morning. Could have been 3 a.m., yeah. Yeah, like he maybe he's doing some support for his back. Maybe he has a routine that he has to sort of loosen up in the morning. Like, I don't know how much time he needed to like get his body in shape to go play some golf in the afternoon. So you really got to think about things like that. And if he was driving at 7 a.m., clearly he had an early call time. So again, I totally agree with you. I think that all signs point to he was asleep at the wheel. And unfortunately, it's just another instance where it's like, Tiger, I know you're an alpha male. And I, I guess that you love to drive. I've heard that from a bunch of people, but I think it's time. Like maybe you could have like a chauffeur of the day, a different person every day, mix it up. I just hope he, uh, he figures something out in that line, just because I think that things like this just, just shouldn't be happening to someone like him. And, and it's just so unfortunate. Um, but again, I want to say after every single thing that I say, and I, like, I don't know why I feel compelled to say this, but I'm just so grateful. Like I was the same last Tuesday. I was so distracted. I turned on golf channel immediately. I, I wanted to know everything and I knew well and good that nobody knew anything. And I still wanted to know everything. Right. I woke up that next morning and I just, I looked at my phone. I, I was like, why don't we have details? <laughs> like, and people around me were like, you're crazy. Like stuff takes time to come out. Like you got to relax. I just wanted to know every single thing on Tuesday night. I think I talked to at least 10 different people trying to get information and everyone was sort of on the same level as like, this is what we know, this is what we don't know. Um, but hearing from the LA County Sheriff and, and the fire department, I thought that was awesome. I thought that they gave a, a lot more info than I was expecting. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, that was amazing. I give a shout out to them. They were all so composed. Like what an awesome group of guys. Uh, that was astounding. That was kind of like my highlight of the day. I think they brought a lot of comfort to a lot of people just because he is so important and he's so special, not just to the golf community. He is a global athlete, like, like Kobe, like you said. I mean, there's a bunch on the list that you could rattle off that they just touch you in different ways. These athletes, you, you just feel so connected. Obviously, you and I are big Tiger people, but he really does and has connected with so many people on this planet. And I think that the information that they provided was awesome. Like, huge shout out to, to all those guys. Yeah, first responders. They're a big reason why Tiger is in the position he is in, in terms of getting better and going through rehab and what have you. So obviously good news on that front about just being here with us still. 
it was great to see the tribute last weekend at the Workday Championship with guys wearing red on Sunday. I think that was really a nice touch. And obviously, Tiger tweeted about it. You could tell he himself tweeted because it's very professional and like almost politically like written in a way, like buttoned up if it's his people tweeting. <laughs> but if it's Tiger tweeting, you can kind of tell it's more casual. So uh, that was nice to see. And we shall continue on. We'll keep you guys updated about the latest. Of course, we will cover everything on the PGA Tour as we always do, but we are very thankful that he is okay. Uh, Bridget, I don't even want to ask you to guess, but return to the PGA Tour 2022? I mean, do you even have a number in mind, a date in mind? Yeah, so bones take six to eight weeks to heal. Any bone, uh, that's like a FYI, if you didn't know. Um, so clearly he has a lot of healing to do. I don't know what the state of his back was in, uh, at the time of the accident. I I know that he told Jim Nance on that previous Sunday, and you and I talked about this, that it wasn't looking too good for him to be teeing it up at Augusta. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that his back was progressing maybe at the rate that he had anticipated. And the only reason I say that is because the procedure that he had is a voluntary procedure. So in order for him to have scheduled it at the end of December, and now keep in mind, I know he wanted to play in the PNC um, father-son tournament. So that may have affected the timing of the procedure. But regardless, for him to have had and gone forward with that procedure, just at, at like pretty much the beginning of the year, I have to think that he had in mind being able to play at Augusta. And maybe that's sort of naive on my part. Maybe he doesn't regard the Masters as highly as he, I think he does. Um, so again, I could be totally off base there. But all I'm saying is, I don't know if he was progressing at the rate that he had anticipated. So now I know that this puts a little bit of a wrench probably in the rehabilitation of his back. So I honestly, if he was going to get back out there competitively. I'm not going any less than 18 months. Um, I just can't see it in less than a year and a half. And, and I'm not trying to be like pessimistic about it. I just no, it's don't pretty see, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the point. And, um, and I think that in order for him to come back competitively, he has to be at, at a level of where he's not just able to compete, but he thinks he'll be in rigorous enough shape to win. Um, we all know that Tiger is a winner and he plays to win. And, and I think that's why he returns to Augusta again and again and again, because he wins there. So I would say you want an event. Um, I mean, so they had to cancel the Hero World Challenge this past year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I would say that he wants to make, show up and make an appearance there this year. I don't think that he'll partake but maybe he comes back uh, next year as okay. the Hero World Challenge. So maybe that's a little more than a year and a half. Give him a little extra. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And I'm sure he'll be making appearances maybe this summer at uh, some of his whatever events, golf course design sort of situations or anything like that. So hopefully we see him in the public soon. But for now, 
get better, get well, and hopefully we'll see you back on the course soon, Tiger. Of course, this is the Tiger Woods podcast presented by eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection all right so recapping the wgc workday last week bridget you went with victor hovland i loved the pick he finished tied for second i went with rom he finished tied for 32nd so, Bridget, your lead has been extended. Obviously, we are at $1 million for your lead. Not looking great for me. So, here we are continuing along with the Florida Swing, Arnold Palmer Invitational. My assumption is you've been there plenty of times. Sure have. Every year for the past six years, I think, or okay. five years. Yeah. I'll be All there right. this year. So, I think this is my sixth year. I'm in my sixth year. <laughs> right in between the WGC and the Players' Championship. So it's not like in the elite major championship field. Yeah, which is unfortunate. It's a horrible spot, and I know that Sam Saunders has said it is what it is, but I do hope they get it a better spot moving forward. Don't know when that would be, but the players moving to March does sort of put a damper on API. Yeah, absolutely. Rory McIlroy is the favorite to win this week. I am pretty confident in my pick this week, Bridget. We have had five straight international winners at this event. I'm going to go with another one this week. Sun J.M. <gasps> That's my pick. Oh, no. For once, we didn't even discuss it before the show. Wait, uh, let's just both go with him. No, you know what? That doesn't do me any good. So I'll give you what? Sun Jay. What? No, you take Sun Jay. I'll pick another one. I'm, okay, you sure? Uh, yeah, I'll pick someone else on the fly. <laughs> All right. Third place finish the year before. Third place finish the year before that. So he knows this course pretty well. He loves this course. He loves the Florida swing in general. Plus 2,300 to get it done if you're looking at the odds there. So I like Sunjay M to get it done this week. Capture the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You better not give me crap if he wins, by the way. <laughs> I won't. You... It's Philly. I, hey, I am not a sore loser. I, I am earnestly giving him to you. It's all fine and good. I'm going to go with Louis Oosthuizen. All right. And I'm going with him because he's been really good in his last two events. He finished T6 at last week's WGC, and he was, I think, 11th at Waste Management. So I'm going with him. He's, he's not from America. So there you go. I don't know. Maybe he kind of, he, he goes along with the trend. You go along with the trend. I'm going along with the trend. If an American wins this week, I guess, 
the eggs on our face, but I've, I've heard everyone talking and I think that this course bodes well for non-American players or European players, whatever you want to say, because, and I live here, so I could say this, mm -hmm. the weather is very strange this time of year. It is very unpredictable. All of a sudden it'll be raining and then all of a sudden it'll be chilly there'll be winds coming out of nowhere and people think that's crazy in the middle of i'm in central florida florida i'm in the middle of florida it gets so windy sometimes here and it's nuts and there's so much water at bay hill wind around water i just think it's kind of an unpre unpredictable time in orlando like this february march time frame the weather is just very strange and i think that that is a very european overseas thing like you never know when it's all of a sudden going to be cold and rainy and then tomorrow it's really sunny and hot there's not a lot of places around here that it's like that like typically in the winter it's consistently cold up north and then the summer it's hot typically down here you would think it would be hot all the time central florida is so weird we get in the 30s in oh, January. Yeah. Like it's it's a bizarre place. And this is like the bizarre time of year. So that's sort of my two cents on why it might bode well for the guys who live across the pond. I remember back in high school, like trying to plan out a February vacation. And I would always propose going to Orlando. My dad would be like, Cam, you're like rolling the dice though, because it yeah. could be like 60 or worse. Yeah, so I feel that, absolutely. And yeah, I think uh, we're going along with the international trend here. I will say about Louis, he doesn't have a lot of win equity. Like he doesn't win a lot, but I guess you don't need him to win when you're ahead by nearly $2 million. So T3, T4 is totally fine to you. That's right. I'm making a bold prediction that he'll get his first win in the US this week. And I mean, that'd be crazy because Louis stays and I feel like no, he's kind of I just feel like he's so well known and that's just shocking to me that he doesn't have a PGA Tour win so maybe he'll come at Arnie's place there you go maybe it will alright I think it's gonna do it for this edition of the Tiger Woods podcast right here on the Believe Network be sure to subscribe and we will catch you guys next week see you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.